Hello once again, uh, it's Felix. Uh, I'm 29. I work at a hospital in the radiology business office as a registration specialist. Uh, I'm a Sagittarius, and my favorite Crayola color is Wild Blue Yonder. Hey guys, it's Jim again. I am 29 now. Happy birthday to me. I am a statistician and a volunteer tutor. I am a Taurus, and my favorite Crayola crayon color is Burnt Sienna. I don't actually like the color, I just like the name. How do you always taunt me every time? I always think I can catch you. Like I, I take a lot of time actually thinking about what I'm going to do like a week before, and you always end up topping me. I wouldn't say I top you. I think I just, I have some strange explanations as to why I like the things I do. I think your answers are very good and very valid. Mine are maybe a bit out there, okay. so we can chalk it up to that. Okay, all right, I'll give. All right, we can, we can go with that one. All right, good. Outsiders look inside Japan's hottest reality show, so come on in, take off those shoes, and let's get started. So today we'll be covering episodes four through six on our second episode here of Tourist House, and Felix, a lot of stuff happens, doesn't it? Yeah, this is a very, this is going to be a jam-packed episode. I do not feel bad for you for, (laughs) yeah, trying to like narrow all this stuff down, condense it. It's going to be hard, yeah, it's going to be hard, but it's a labor of love. Because I love doing this with you, even though we haven't been doing it for very long. It's very nice. (laughs) So, all right. So, let's get right into it. Yeah. All right. Now, we see Makoto and Minori go on, I don't want to say their first date, because they went on a run, as we discussed last episode. But it's her first time eating together, isn't it? Yeah. It seems like a more, like, first formal date. Or maybe outing, I guess. Right, right. And it really, it wasn't even supposed to happen because they were supposed to go out on a run, but they got kind of lazy and they said, oh, let's do meat. And they both yeah. really like the idea of yakiniku yeah. or grilled meat. So they went out and they talk a little bit. And it's a pretty good discussion that I'd say they have. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it seems like they uh, they were talking about how they were both fitting into the house. It was kind of like some downtime with just two people rather than like them as a whole group. So you got to kind of see uh, both of their insights on how they're doing or how the house is, like, how the atmosphere in the house is. Right. And we see that when Makoto asks Minori if it's hard to talk to the women, which we hadn't really gotten a sense for before. Yeah, because they, 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 yeah, they, don't, they don't have, like, much, like, girl time, I guess you right. could say. Yeah. Right. I feel like we see the guys talking a lot more than we see the women talking and when Makoto brings this up, that the women don't seem like they really get along all that well, Minori seems to confirm it. Yeah, yeah. And he continues on by asking her who the easiest to talk to is. So this is him already making his move in a way, trying to see, hoping maybe it's him, but just to try to get a feel for who she might like best in the house. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know, he he really, he not only talks about that, but Makoto has been opening up a little bit, not just in in this episode, but in episodes five through six. He really seems like he's exposing himself to not just Munori, but the other house members. Yeah, so, like, something that I, I, the first thing I wanted to talk about was, I would actually say is the, probably the most powerful scene in these three episodes to me. It really resonated with me, so... Just a quick recap. I think they were all in the dining room. I think they, uh, Uchi and Minori, like, came back from bicycling and had Jenga and Uno. And Uchi seems pretty, like, excited to play with everybody, like Jenga, because he kept saying Jenga tonight. Yeah, and- he mentions it twice. When he comes in, they have Jenga, and then Makoto gives this very heartfelt speech. And when he's done, Uchi goes, so we're playing Jenga tonight. So yeah, like, I yeah, really yeah. like Jenga. It's yeah. bizarre. <laughs> so from that, Makoto actually seems pretty down and just leaves. And Adachi or Tap seems like 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 notices it like like right away. 
and it kind of it the scene cuts to the hangout room i didn't they call it the boys like hangout room or something like that i think they did i think yeah. that's how they referred it to whatever so the hang i'll just say hangout room and tap says makoto you know seems like you've been kind of down do you want to you want to talk about it and makoto opens up and i'm not gonna lie when makoto tells the the story about his about his baseball like he starts like spilling his emotions over baseball and his baseball career uh like i cried it got i got a, i got really emotional um it really resonated with me so to uh, go over it real quick makoto played baseball in high school and going into university he played first year and he didn't really fit in i believe uh like in during his first year at uni- playing baseball at, on the university squad and then he stopped going to practice the next year right like the yeah. second and third year and so he obviously got knocked like he was not on the team anymore then in the fourth year he wanted to play like even if it's just for like the final like two months is, is what like hit the timeline that he has and he wants to play on the team and so he said uh so he like the whole the reason why he was depressed is because he spoke to his coach about starting from the bottom like an entry level as he put it yeah like a rookie yeah he's basically a freshman on the team yeah so he was doing the chores all the dirty work he was he said he was first in and last out um in order to work for it but by the time he got back on the team he noticed that like even though he worked so hard he still didn't have the training of like the top players so he fell out of that upper echelon of the team so his goal for these last two months is at least to reach that level to be able to play in games at least like one game before the at the end of two months i think it's it's such a good lesson and you see the hard work and determination that he had but as you said when he really began to get serious about it again he was very aware that he didn't have the skill as say a fourth year player who had actually played for the previous three years who actually took it seriously yeah and so i think the hard lesson there is that and I'm sorry if this sounds defeatist, but no matter how hard you try, sometimes it's just not enough, especially with sports, especially with a sport like baseball, because baseball is one of those sports, I think, compared to some other sports where you really, I think, practice is paramount. I think yeah. some people have natural talent in baseball, but when you think about the things that go into playing There's the so sport, many mechanics to, to the sport. I mean, I'm, I'm not as knowledgeable as you, Jim, but... I, from the for the limited amount of knowledge that I know, it seems it's very mechanical. The way that I've always thought about baseball is some of the movements are and the actions that you take in baseball are a little bit unnatural. You can talk about throwing things, which is okay, and maybe that's more natural. But catching a ball in your glove and trying to track down a ball and it's it's more than say in football tackling someone and even though there's proper technique in tackling it's a little more I don't want to say it's easier because it's certainly not but I think baseball is very much a skill-driven sport and if you don't have that constant practice you look at baseball practices I mean you have to take so many grounders so many pop flies you're in the batting cages you're taking BP on the field pitchers have to they they practice there's so much involved so with Makoto even if he had this renewed sense of I want to make the team I want to be good again he really he can't hold a candle to some of his colleagues who had been serious about it who were really really adamant about practicing and making sure that they mastered their craft and you see that he 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 is aware of this and he really wants to try to get better but he knows that he's not going to get there so he all he I can do now is work hard and try his best i don't think he knows at that point um maybe maybe in the back of his head but it it resonated so heavily with me not that i'm trying to play baseball for my university team how the just, phillies called yeah, you yesterday yeah, felix yeah, oh shit did i get on the team yeah yeah i, um, I guess he missed the call yeah shit so but uh no it's just like 
right now, without getting too personal, where I am in life, it's not ultimately what I want to do, and it's I'm kind of getting a very late start as I keep procrastinating and procrastinating, and him showing like his him just spilling all out it, like, his emotions about how he just wants he, he's going to try his hardest for it, like even if it's just two months because two months is not that long of a time, and for him trying to obtain such a hard goal uh, because of him basically fucking up, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. For, it was for, on for him. For, he was very clear, it, I think, that it was self-imposed. Yeah, it was nobody else's fault but his. And for me, it's the same thing, I, at least how like, how it resonated within me. And I don't know. I just I, – I ended up just, like, tearing up and, like, I just – I just felt like I was on the same wavelength as him. And I don't know. I, I just, I really fell in love with Makoto in that moment and like how honest he was being. And <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but while he was like spilling out his emotions to tap and Uchi, did you see Uchi's like expression? No, he no. He just had like I a goofy it. smile the entire time. And like, as I'm like tearing up, I'm just like, bro, like, like, <laughs> like are you gonna show compassion or are you just gonna like it seems like he, it's in between like a like a happy smile and a laugh smile i, I just i don't know it just kind of seemed kind of goofy to me uh but i think tap ended up fulfilling his big brother role and kind of just talking him through it and i don't know it, I, I, that just it just really hit me yeah it just really hit me hard it's good to hear you be so open and honest about that because this is why we like the show, right? Because yeah. a, a lot of the situations that we've seen in you know the the six episodes that we have seen recently, we really see there's there's a lot of the the things that I was maybe a bit critical of in our last episode. The it was a bit awkward, so it it took me a little bit to really get into it, but you see how relatable it is. I mean, there are people who have jobs, who have goals, and some of them have attained their dream, like TAP. Some of them are trying, they are taking the steps to attain their dream, like Yuriko, who is in med school, and Makoto, who's trying to play baseball, and then you have people like Mizuki, who kind of knows what she wants to do, but is not sure. So you have people just in terms of your goals and your careers, even in college and post-college, you see that it's not always clear-cut. And yeah. I think so often in society, you see people who are living these extravagant lives. And here's my soapbox social media rant. You know, people curate their image to such an insane degree. Mm -hmm. So when you watch a show, you go on social media, you see these people and their lives just seem so perfect. But a show like Terrace House, it again, there's a gradient there of people who have achieved what they believe their goal is and people who really haven't even started yet. And so anyone who's at, I think, any position in life watching this show can really resonate with the characters. And, you know, whether it's that satisfaction of, I'm the best this. And as far as Tap goes, he really can't, I think, get much better, at least on a national level. Yeah. It's also very motivating, too. Him stating his determination, it uh, kind of lit a fire under my ass, basically. And it's just something I never got from another show. Like, I'm like you. I, I wasn't too big into reality TV shows. And this is kind of like the first one that I got really into. And it's because of, like, moments like this. I, this might sound stupid, but it's I can't really put it into words, the feeling of having these like relatable feelings to somebody who's a different who's younger than me who's still in university who's across literally across the world from me uh, like right. halfway across the world and from a different culture and it's uh, it's very grounding it's a grounding feeling and i really like that and i really yeah, enjoy that it feeling it is nice you just you can relate to someone and yeah and and it does feel good that's good. Well, thanks for sharing, Felix. That was a little glimpse yeah. into your life there. <laughs> Episode two, bringing the heat. I know, I know, already. I guess we can't say much for the mystique and the intrigue of the hosts, right? <laughs> yeah, no, we're just, we're not we're not going to be those type of hosts, I think. <laughs> there's, no, there's no time for that. No, no, there's really not. So while we're on Makoto, uh, there was an interesting thing 
that happened sort of as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he goes into the girls' room, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So at the end of him speaking to Uchi and Tap, talking about his goals and aspirations to be on the baseball team, he realizes that he left Mizuki, or at least in his mind, he left Mizuki out just, to dry yeah, just when Tap there. was grilling her, right? So he goes in the room, and I believe all three women are there, right? Minori and Yuriko are uh-huh. there as well. And Makoto goes in the room, and he says, listen, I felt like I should have spoken up and talked about my situation and talked about how I felt very similar to you, but I didn't. I didn't know what to say, and I'm sorry. And I thought that was a very good thing of him to do. I was very impressed, and he did it, in, again, he did it in front of... Minori and Yuriko too, and it he wanted to own up to it. That's the impression that I got from Okoto by doing that. He didn't call Mizuki out, he didn't ask her to come meet him anywhere. Yeah, I was gonna say that because of that, because he confronted not confronted, uh met with Mizuki in front of the other women, I think that it was more genuine that way if he were to call her out into the hallway and then say sorry i would have maybe had a sneaking suspicion of that was kind of an approach you know what i mean to to appeal to her right um, and not as genuine as it was but because of after this like well as it was filmed or cut it you know because it was both back to back it seemed very genuine and i really liked that that scored like major points with me for makoto yeah it was really nice to see And once he leaves, something interesting happens. And this is something that I really want to get into is the jealousy factor on the show. I think we've seen that ramp up a little bit. But what happens is is that after Makoto leaves, Mizuki gets on the bed. And she's obviously very happy that Makoto thought enough of her to come and apologize and own up to what he felt like was a personal failing, was was a personal mistake. And the camera pans to Minori, who was basically shooting her daggers Mm -hmm. and the sense that I got was she seemed a little bit jealous because I think that Minori has some feelings for Makoto maybe not very strong but there's definitely something there and it it really it was so interesting to see Minori do that and so this is you know the jealousy thing that I had just mentioned and what seems to be happening here and the commentators also pointed this out was we have two different love triangles, right? Because we Mm -hmm. see that both Uchi and Tap ask Yuri go out to the aquarium, which is kind of funny because it turns out that they're different aquariums. And then Minori, Mizuki, and Makoto, because both Mizuki and Minori have expressed interest in Makoto. Yuriko did when they were first talking about all the boys, but that seems to that ship seems to have sailed. And really, mm-hmm. I don't even think there was a ship in the dock to begin with. Yeah, no, no, I feel the same way. But I feel like with things that all three of them, that Minori, Mizuki, and Makoto do and say, I'm getting this sense of jealousy, and I don't know if it's it's not that serious jealousy where I think you have people who are just jealous people but I think it just it comes up naturally when you're dealing with love especially when you're trying to and you know I shouldn't say with love I should say the first stages of maybe trying to get to know someone especially in this sort of an environment you might think oh are they interested in anyone else do I have a chance here and so I thought when Minori was looking at Mizuki that that was a I think a very big piece of evidence that Minori was okay well now she's really almost being protective of Makoto and thinking, oh, okay, he is apologizing to her. Is there more to that? I don't think there is. I don't, at at least at this stage of where we're at in the show, I don't think so. I noticed it also, but it just seemed natural because from what we've seen, like, obviously the biggest ship right now is Makoto and... Minori, right? Because they had, they seem to have the most interactions with each other, and it's probably the closest thing that we have to for a relationship. Um, but even with that, I don't. It doesn't see. I, I don't think that uh, Minori was like exhibiting too much signs of like jealousy, because like jealousy also has like, kind of like a really big no- kind of negative connotation, doesn't it? I it does. Yeah, I don't. But I think that is the word you need to use for. It, but also, it's not that extreme. Right. I don't think there's a better word for it because I don't want to say she's 
suspicious because I think there's nothing suspicious about it. I think it's very clear mm-hmm, that yeah. she she's questioning if there was any other motive behind Makoto coming in and apologizing or even just a Mizuki got the attention from the guy that I'm kind of crushing on right now. Yeah, and, and that's and that's it. Like, yeah, just right. stopping it. Yeah, yeah, like it just stops right there. It's not like, oh, how can I, you know, foil this or or anything like that. No, and I don't think she's that sort of evil character, you know, where she's going to try to thwart any potential plan. I think she's just going to go on about her business and keep on dating. And I use that, again, that term very loosely in this show, at least from what, what we've seen so far. She's going to keep hanging out with Makoto. Playing the field. And that's that. Well, I think specifically with Makoto, because we don't really yeah. see her, you know, and, and like, she doesn't really seem to have any interest in Tap. And Uchi, we don't know yet, because... We, I mean, we well, know that they're that they're gonna go on a date at yeah, some point by, by because the, yeah, it's Uchi time, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we can keep those comments to when we reach that point. Um, but I wanted to ask you, like, what did you think about the tap and uh, Utico date? I really liked that date. I really liked it, and I'll tell you what. A part of it was because. We had such a negative opinion of him yeah, in our first did. episode because <laughs> Jesus, he yeah. didn't really do much to show that he was self-aware. He didn't really he had a, or a, consider it to other people's consider feelings, it. right? And when when people talk about having a strong personality, that's not always a bad thing. But in his case, it certainly was because mm-hmm. of the way it manifested itself in terms of grilling the other housemates. Which, by the way, I thought he was going to do to Makoto. When he was opening up about baseball, specifically when he was talking about when they were all in the kitchen talking about how he talked to the coach. I was wondering if Tap was going to say, well, it doesn't sound like you're going to play baseball. What else are you going to do? What? You don't have a plan? I was, <laughs> Maybe really, he learned I was waiting lesson. for that. Yeah, but he didn't, which was good. And as you said, when they were in the playroom or whatever, the lounge, what's that room called? It's not the playroom, is it? The hangout room or the playroom. It, it, it might as well be the playroom because I think there's like a PS4 and there's the big TV there. That's pretty fancy. Yeah. So you mentioned that he kind of took on a big brother role. He seemed to give him some advice, which I really liked. But Tap, I thought was good. So the date. First of all, I just want to say, where was Hepalese in college? Yeah, I know, right? I don't I don't know how long that's been a thing in in Japan cuz I when I studied I studied abroad in Japan for I lived there for 6 6 7 months and I remember seeing these like weird bottles like those like tiny little bottles so that's like in, in like 7-Eleven and like all the convenience stores and stuff like that and that was like 2000 Jesus 9 I don't know like I guess it just never came over <laughs> Oh my god, I saw that and I mean, does it actually work it though? I never actually did any. I never did any like research on it. Well, the commentators were talking about it like it was this cure all, this magical. You will not have a hangover, and I just thought it seemed like it was a bit more than maybe a. Well, we don't know. We don't yeah, know, yeah, right? But yeah. we had to do some research. You know that ship has sailed. <laughs> sailed. I'm using a lot of boating metaphors tonight, so I'm gonna. <laughs> you know, I've, I've never. <laughs> we know what to title the episode now. I know. I've never been a sea captain, and I've only been on a boat maybe two times in my life, so I'm not sure why I have the ocean. You know, it's a summer. I'm looking forward to going to the beach. Um, But I don't really go out like that and drink, but it still would have been nice to know, and I would want to maybe try it just to try it once, if you can even get it here. But we have to focus on tap. Mm -hmm. So the date, listen, I thought the date was really good. I thought, you know, they talked about a lot of things. He talked about how he wanted to dance at the Blue Note. Yeah, that that was his like that was his aspiring like that's his dream because up until then he's been commenting on other people's uh, dreams and aspirations and their goals, um, but he, you know we we never really heard about what his goals are. Yes, he's achieved national level, but it can't stop there, right? Right, and so that was nice to see. He was kind of saying, "Listen, I have all these accolades, but there's still more that I want to do." And Yuriko was talking about medical school and the only part of the day that i i was kind of kind of holding my breath at was when yuriko began talking about her ex because that's when we got really got to her (laughs) i have here in my notes that cue mood music because then they hit us with those like very 
atmospheric background music with the female vocals and i was just like come on terrence house you're gonna make me cry in like in the same <laughs> twice in the same episode like what are you doing to me it's only episode four what the fuck are you doing to me yeah, yeah. so she then she, then she started kind of opening up and not kind of she opened up yeah uh, with yeah telling her about her history with uh her ex because it, i mean it was on tap right like he was the one who asked specifically he asked when was her last relationship yes and then she was like it's kind of a long story and tap is like go ahead start and goes into this whole the whole um story between her and her ex and that that was pretty heartfelt but i really liked it because i was kind of torn between is that appropriate to talk about on a first date or is it someone who feels comfortable with someone? Which she says, by the way, she says, yeah, I, she, at the I very really end. feel comfortable. Right. Yeah. Which I think is good. And it's always good to be able to feel like you can open up to someone. Because I think that's so rare to find someone who you can truly open up to. But even with something like that, I think it seemed like maybe she missed him a little bit. And I think too much. Not a little I, bit. I think a lot of it. Well... But the way that she was talking about it, like, the sense that I got, and of course I could be wrong, but it's it seemed like it was very much, okay, th- this happened and the feelings are still there, but it's not enough for me to not go out with you. It's not enough for me to, you know, to keep this hidden. And I, so for me, I think her sharing it in a way was her saying, listen, I can talk about this thing because I feel like I'm connected to you. I mean, as much as you can on a first date, but I think that kind of openness is good. Of course, it's compounded by the fact that they don't have much time together in the terrace house. Mm-hmm. But so there's nothing wrong it, with like kind of expediting the process. Yeah, yeah, and like who knows what's going to happen, right? So I again was a bit torn, but I chose to sort of see it as a positive by saying, "Listen, you asked, and I'm going to answer." I feel this about my ex, this is what happened, and it's a little bit of that openness that I think you don't really see a whole lot, and I don't think people will allow themselves to show on a first date. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was good. I don't want to say it was overwhelmingly positive because it wasn't, but I chose to just be the optimist here and say, okay, she feels like she's close to him. Whether that's in a romantic way remains to be seen so yeah it kind of it, we'll it cuts to the hosts right after that i believe and before i go into what the hosts were saying i uh which i kind of agreed with but for me i was very suspicious about you know opening up like that like suddenly mm-hmm. um you had to keep in mind that like they were drinking that can also be like a pretty big factor right right and also on top of that tap has even even i'm not sure if he originally wanted to he's fulfilled the role of being the big brother of the house and for me it seemed like when she was opening up about it it wasn't more like it wasn't along the lines of oh you know what you're so easy to talk to and you know i i I feel i trust you with everything and i can tell you all this for me it was just like kind of like uh therapy like kind of like a big brother therapy uh vibe to it for me which goes into like it immediately cuts to the host and yamas uh yamasato was saying that like uh she's putting up defenses and i don't know like i don't know the other host reprimanded him for for saying that right i believe yes and i don't know i was kind of on his side about it that's i kind of agreed because like to me I w- it was seeing, like, she was showing that she still had these, like, feelings for, like, her ex. And those are pretty powerful, right? Be- especially if it's, like, fresh wounds. And, but he does mention the friend zone, which I don't believe in the friend zone. But the idea of, like, you know, she doesn't want, hi- like, she doesn't see him yet as uh, a potential boyfriend. Yeah. And I think after one date, it's hard for the viewer to tell. It's kind of hard because, as I said, I, I I don't completely disagree with you and Yamasato, but I don't know, and there's always hope, right? 
I feel like I'm, you know, the romantic here. Just like maybe it's a, you know. Yeah, as much as we gave Tap shit, I at this point I'm already rooting for him. It's it's literally the next episode from from when we were just like drilling him about being such a dickhead. But I'm already cheering for him. I feel, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe he's not such an asshole. Right. So yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. And after that. This harkens back to the beginning of the episode where Makoto and Munity were talking, and Makoto expressed that he feels that the women aren't really that close, that they don't really talk to each mm-hmm, other. Mm-hmm. Notice how when they both get back from their dates, the guys talk to Tap right away, mm-hmm. right? And the episode ends with Yuriko going into the girls' room. No one is there. She just goes to sleep by herself. Now, of course, Mizuki could have been at work, and Minori could have been on a shoot or away or something, or they just might have been in the yeah, living yeah, room. Yeah, but yeah. I, you know, that's that's more of that. But before that, though, was a pretty shocking, not a reveal, but Uchi. I don't know. Even though it came off very uh, abrupt, uh, he. Do you remember what happened between Uchi and Tap? Before yes, you see, yes. yeah, like Uchi said, like because they were talking about taking Yuri to a uh, aquarium, right? They were debating, like, you know, or should I not take her because you ha-, like this whole thing? And uh, Tap was like, you know, I, I feel bad for some, like, I, I feel bad for doing something or like uh, approaching y- Yuriko, like at this point or whatever. And Uchi just said very plainly, like, I don't need that. Like I don't need I don't need you to feel sorry for me. I don't need you to like give me anything or a handicap or like think it's bad because uh whatever. Like don't just just don't do that. And I really like that by you. It's just like, listen, I'm here to find a girl like this is like my this is like my goal and like I'm going to complete it. And I like that. It was just very stern. Yeah, I liked it too. It felt like a very may the best man win type thing. Mm-hmm. But not even in a very competitive way. I think he knows the score because, as we've seen up to this point, people are only interested in people in the house, mm-hmm. right? There's no, okay, well, I'm living here, but I'm going to go out to a bar, go out to a club and try to pick up a girl or a guy. It's it's very insular at this point, which I feel like most of these shows are. And by these shows, I mean reality shows. And I think Uchi understands, listen, the supply is finite. And I'm sure he anticipated something like this. Maybe two guys will be interested in the same girl. So let's just both shoot our shot and see what happens. And so, I, yeah, I did like that as well from Uchi. It was very diplomatic, very, okay, you like her, it's fine. So you do what you need to do, and I'll like her too. Just, no, man, you play your game and I'll play mine. Like, that's, that's, that's how it was, and I really liked that. Right, which was very good because we see Uchi's game in full effect the next episode. We really, he really takes center stage here with Uchi Week, right? Uchi Week, yeah. So Uchi Week, very interesting to me. It gets kicked off. God, I love the way he starts it because... It's in the middle of the dining room, right? Yes, it's the middle of the dining room and it's Makoto, Mizuki... And Uchi, and I forget if you were to go and tap her there, it doesn't really matter for right now. But Makoto asks where Minori is, and Mizuki said, oh, she rented a scary movie. I don't like it. And Uchi goes, oh, hey, I don't like scary movies either. Let's go see some other kind of movie. It's really quick. Everybody just, was just like, what? Like, yeah. Just like, what? yeah, like, wow. What was so funny was... I got the sense that he just had that locked and loaded. You know, he comes in and he's ready. Whatever she said, he was going to go, oh, either yes, I like that too, or no, I don't like it. Let's do something else. Do you think he was in the bathroom, like looking into the mirror, like just rehearsing his lines? Just like, all right, if she says this, I'm going to say this. You know what? I think based on how, well, I would love to think that he, you know, that he was, but I just thought he was going to just say, all right, the first chance i have to jump on it to ask her for a date i'm going to do it mm-hmm. no matter what it is i mean she could have said hey i'm gonna go out and just eat dirt like a you know a cow do cows even eat dirt <laughs> i grass i guess they eat grass i just kind of maybe i'm getting like pigs and cows you know it's like 
they're both animals you eat. That's why I'm thinking about that. You know, she could have said, hey, I like to go graze in the field. And he says, oh, yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, so I love oh, grass. Yeah, totally. yeah, 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 me too. I like grass. Let's go out and eat grass. You know, it wouldn't have mattered with him. He was ready to go. And I like that. And no, so just, did okay, I. Let's go see and a movie. I, I really like it how he just he doesn't care about being embarrassed. Because me, like, I would be. I would be embarrassed to like ask in front of other people. You know, I, I that's just I feel like this is not the time and place. But he didn't give a single shit. Like he just he's like a oh, fuck it. I'm going in. The cynic in me thinks that there's less of a chance that you would be rejected if you ask in public uh, because I think then the onus is on the person who is being asked uh, to seem okay. like a good person because if she, if she were to say no, yeah. It was. It would be possible that Makoto and others might think, "Oh, you didn't go," you know, because people are like that. People are really shitty, you know. People can't just say no, and you know that that's it. I mean, there's a whole gender expectation, you know, not wanting to offend men. You know, it's a shitty thing, but it's the reality. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's like that in Japan. I mean, it's like that in many places in the world, especially here in the U.S. So the cynic in me thinks that but i don't know i don't know if i want to give him the benefit of the doubt but it is bold i do agree that it it is bold yeah and the way he the way he goes on attack also is kind of with each girl it seems he had a different approach for each right with mizuki he just said you make the plans right and i thought that was a unique way of going about it not that I believe in gender roles or anything like that. But, you know, it seems like if you're the one approaching, maybe, you know, you sh- if you're the one initiating, then you should have plans that you should be the one to plan. That might just be me. Uh, but I thought it was very interesting. Like, hey, let's go out. Uh, and then she asks, like, what are we doing? And, and you just say, I don't know. You make the plans. <laughs> it seems uh, odd. No, I'm with you. I think it was very strange. And... Later on, he said that he wanted to ask each of the women in a certain way. He said that he put a lot of thought into his approach, right? And with Mizuki, I wonder if maybe he sees her as being this career woman and she is a go-getter. You know, she might be looked at as more assertive than Minori and Yuriko. So maybe he thought, well, she can handle it or she might want to handle it. I'll let her do that. Mm-hmm. But but with Yuriko, maybe he got the sense that she would be someone who would want to have everything planned out. Maybe there was something that he thought he saw in her personality. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah. he wanted to make those plans. But Mizuki, again, she has she has two jobs, right? It's the same it's the same guy, right? He owns the football company or the soccer company. I sound like I'm not American saying football. And the coffee shop, right? So she has these jobs. She is a career woman. You know, she's out there, you know, getting hers. And maybe he just thought that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it kind of shows that he put uh, in carefully. He had a careful approach in, in, into each girl. And it wasn't just like kind of a blanket statement. Like if you're on Tinder, you do a copy paste of like, you know, the same, you know, you take a look at the bio. You kind of, you craft the response unique to said person. He tried to customize it as much as possible. But his his general approach, I'm kind of torn about that, about being so quick about it and so open about it with the other housemates. So what's your take on the sort of rapid fire dating procedure that he has planned? I liked it. I, you liked I, it? I, yeah, because it's, it, he already expressed what he was there to do. The whole show is set up for romance, is it not? It is. If, for, it if, is. For in Japan, the, the intro is new romance by taylor swift so rather than wasting time of like waiting for an opportune time to like all right she's alone in the living room i'm gonna get to know her now and and this girl and then oh maybe i should go to the grocery store he's just saying straight up i want to go on a date with all of you uh so we can get to know each other to whatever point uh just see where it goes from there i don't think it's dishonest it's not like it's not like he's like two-timing these women he's not going out he's not committed to any of them so i don't know i just I kind of like it. There's nothing wrong with it, but I just wondered because when he asks Yuriko out, Mizuki's right there, and, you know, Mizuki kind of gives a look, and it's it's a sort of thing where from her, 
I'm sure she's thinking, look, I don't really know about this guy, right? He asked me out on a date. We're housemates. It's fine. It might even be expected. But to then ask someone out right in front of me, and even though she makes no outward indication, she's not vocal about her displeasure, but just that little look. And I would think that one couldn't help but feel a certain way about that. If it brings up a negative emotion or like kind of like a negative reaction from from another girl then then yeah i can see how that it would be that part would be shitty like you shouldn't proceed with that type of plan if like like the women started like kind of feeling shitty about the whole situation and it's bold i think he's very bold again he handled the quote issue with tap asking you to go out saying oh he was gonna ask her out so it's bold that being said i kind of want him to fail and i don't know why i want him because then have... you must have not liked uchi week then <laughs> like i did <laughs> I, this is good because we needed like two sides of a coin anyway uh, yeah what i liked about it was that he was very straightforward with his feelings and he was willing to do it in front of everybody, at which point, like, not many people can do that in a social situation, especially if you're being filmed. Like, I, it, like, and you know you're being filmed. I would never be able to do that, like, even now, like, in, in my older age. Like, I, I, I just, I, I liked it. I just liked how forward uh, and how he exuded confidence. He definitely exuded confidence. But I don't, I wouldn't like it if, like, his underplan is like, all right, now, you know, now that I did that in front of Yuko and Mizuki, maybe now they'll think that one of them has to get to me first and they'll, like, help me, you know, get a girlfriend. Like, then that, you no, know, fuck that. Like, then fuck him if that was his, like, true intention. But I didn't get that. So I didn't get that feeling from it. So that's why I said I like. Now, the actual dates themselves, I mean, we see two of the dates, right? We see. The date with Mizuki, which looked really fun. I, I I mean, I wish I were on that date with Uchi, to be honest with you, because that looked really fun. Dude, uh, just so people know, Jim and I, like, we, we actually went to Japan this past February. I'm sorry, January, at the end of January. And I'm so mad we did not go to that place. I know. That place know. looked awesome. Ugh. And it was empty. Like, we could have gone during the week because we were there. Like, during, like, we could have gone, like, on a random Tuesday. Dude, what? That place looked like so much fun. That looked like a very fun date. And that was Mizuki's idea. This is why she's great. This is why I said last episode, this is why. Because when you let her take control, she will never do you wrong. My God. It's wonderful to see. So they had a great time on this date. They it's had a 10 grapes. out of 10 date. 10 yes, out of 10 it date. was perfect. It was, the, I mean, God, the weather looked great. They were, you know, they had. Even if it food. rained, it was okay it, oh because they were, like, they were kind of in, like, they had all indoor options for the things. Like, that was, yeah, that was sick. So I think we can both agree that Uchi does not deserve Mizuki. Okay. So, <laughs> so he goes on his date with Yuriko, or he tries to, but the aquarium is very very sadly closed right they get there and it's like there was some traffic yeah yeah and like there was traffic it just seemed the complete opposite of the music uh his date with Mizuki. everything that could go wrong went wrong and uh because of everything like kind of piling on at that point uh he felt really bad and he started tensing up like especially they then they're going to like a random cafe or a restaurant i think yeah it was a restaurant and they both got a drink and they were talking but that didn't go so bad they were very complimentary of each other on that date yeah it may have not gone bad but uchi still felt bad he he still felt um kind of crappy about about how the day turned out which you can see that like he was genuinely trying to show her a good time yeah yeah, he was. Or and wanted like to said, show her. He put some thought into it. I mean, which I agree with, but, you know, that still doesn't mean I want him to succeed. Um, <laughs> he he did put thought into it. And, yeah, and he wanted to just show her a good time. And it didn't work out. And the part that I I really liked, because this is, this is in episode six now, but the part that I really liked, and, look, I said I wanted him to fail, but... To me, he almost unravels a little bit when Yuriko comes into the boys' room, okay? Mm-hmm. So the end of this episode, Yuriko comes into the boys' room, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, Uchi yeah. and Makoto, and she says, oh, we couldn't get to, or we didn't get to go to the aquarium. And Uchi says, okay, well, we can try to reschedule. 
and Yuriko doesn't say anything. She's on her phone. She doesn't say anything. And he goes, okay, but we don't have to as long as we hang out. And I feel like we were just watching him totally lose control of the situation despite seeming like he was very much in control. I mean, the whole Uchi week thing saying, okay, well, this this is what I'm going to do. He totally, I mean, he was just, I felt like he was word vomiting saying, okay, well, you can do this or not. And Yuriko, she was like, well, I don't want to make you plain again. And it was odd because I felt like she was just try- like trying to tell him, no, it's okay. We don't have to try this again because it didn't seem like she was that interested in him. Again, despite their, what ended up being a dinner date, I think going pretty well, it seemed like that's the message that she was trying to convey. But it's interesting to think about that because she went into their room in the first place. So ultimately, I was confused. And the general sense I got was that she was not interested in a follow-up date. Was or it a re first date? I thought it was her trying to show that, like, hey, like you're showing confidence of like taking the first move or like being active in start like starting up some sort of relationship. Uh, I thought that Yudi doing that was was kind of like her taking the charge. You know, the even though I've been up to like I'm continuing to go up to bat for Uchi, I still liked it that he was kind of crumbling because it, it showed that like. His initial image of of being confident and and not giving like not caring about what other people think about him, he just you know just goes for what he gets, uh, like goes to, for what he wants. Uh, him kind of crumbling kind of shows that uh, you know what he is he is a human. You know what I mean? Like you know he does have his faults and and uh, like or he ha- does have times where he stumbles. It's not this is not a TV show where everything's like uh, scripted or anything. It, it it's. It's, you know, him, this is who he is. Like, he, you know, he does stumble and fall. On a lighter note, I wanted to bring up the scene where they're actually all at Hot Pot. I, I think it's Hot Pot. When they're all, like, before um, uh, Adachi goes for rehearsal, I think. It's just yes, them just eating. because he goes suddenly, right? Yeah, because it's all six of them there. And yeah. I don't know, it, it was kind of a feel-good situation. It, it was It was like a sense of family. And I, I I enjoyed that. Like, did you did you like enjoy that? Also, do you, do you get these type of feelings? Because like, I really like it when the the characters interact outside the house, and like when you get to see what each person like in their daily lives. Like when Makoto went to go get a haircut with at Uchi's place, and it just, I just really like that because it's these two characters that they would have never interacted unless they were on the show or living in this house. Yeah, I did like it. I thought it was nice to see them out for a nice meal. It seemed like they were really having a good time. However, and there's always a but with me, right? I always have to bring it down. Except for, no, I think I've been an optimist at times. And, you know, it's a nice mix I think I have going on here. But I noticed that Makoto, they were talking about Uchi's dates Mm -hmm. at the hot pot. And Makoto seemed a little bit... He wasn't as dismissive of it, and I think the way that Tap was, in a way, where, oh, Uchi's just doing this thing. Makoto almost seemed, he might have been confused at best, but it seemed like he was a little bit angry about it. And, of course, based on what I have seen from him in episodes four and five of the show, I read that as jealousy. I think he's kind of jealous of Uchi a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, no, I, can, in, I can see that. Like the way that he, the way that Uchi is approaching his whole thing with the dates, right? With Uchi Week, the way that he asked Minori in episode four, oh, who's the easiest? And Minori, I think she mentioned Uchi as being mm-hmm. kind of easy to talk to. He kind of says, oh, what's this? Like, what's going on? He doesn't do it in a very aggressive way. But he does it enough, again, based on everything else. It I'm seems like it was kind of from things. the hip, like a from the hip, like on the jaw reaction. Yeah, and I really thought he was, he just, yeah, he's he's sort of, well, th- this episode, I mean, the end of, of this episode, it's absolute fireworks, right? Yes. But he's really, I think, beginning to show himself. And it's kind of negative. And the other thing, before we get into the fireworks, when he was at uh, Tap's dance. Yes, so it's time for Tap to shine. Yes, like, and yes. he shines. Holy shit, is yeah. he good. I, yeah, like, at first I was just like, because you kind of see him in the intro, right? Like, a little bit of clips of him tap dancing, and it's just like, okay, you know, he, he tap dances. Uh, but you kind of, you get a glimpse of his skill, and 
it was really cool. Like, it's just that they had, like, a beatbox and, like, a sax and, like, just this, like, little platform. What I really liked about that, because it was such a small venue and uh, for, like, the whole cast members, like, it was a bar, I guess, or it couldn't have been, like, an actual concert hall, right? It was just, it looked like a bar that was, like, they moved tables in order for, to make, like, a small tap dancing stage. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. And like you said, it it was small enough where people they were really close to the stage and it was a nice intimate setting and it it was great and i mean the house members really i think were impressed by it but yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. makoto he just he kind of looked and <laughs> this might just be kind of his, his natural resting face maybe he just kind of looks like i a think bit, it was oh, just his, i don't yeah. know but i think he it was didn't, natural you know he wasn't as wowed to me as he should have been he should have been his mouth should, his jaw should have been on the floor and oh my god but tap, at the, after, the best i've ever seen and he just i don't know he just kind of seemed like almost bored at times no but i, I know that just might have been just his natural resting face because like at the end of it like when they were going back to the uh the house when the boys went back to the room uh, makoto and uchi both were saying that like damn he was pretty cool huh like Uchi a little bit more. It seems you know he was a little bit more lively about it. But Makoto was also saying that like yeah he looks pretty cool. Like I, th- I think they were both showing appreciation for that. I still don't like it. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I fine. still don't like it. Okay. And so can we can we please get to the point that just yes, Felix, we can get it's, to the point. It's it's this looming shadow of everything I said in the beginning of this tourist house episode of how I was. Uh, God, like I, I really liked Makoto, and like I was like, all right, I'm rooting. So something I want to say, like whenever I get people into the show, and for anybody else, like this might be advice for anybody else trying to get other people to get into the show. I always tell them it, it goes a long way if you pick a character and you root for them, kind of like when you bet on a horse. You know what I mean? You just you're like, all right, I like this person, so I hope everything good happens to this person, or like I hope they get a um, get into a relationship with who they want to, or whatever, or I want them to be happy. And I that's what I was doing when um, when I was watching. So I, with with Makoto, like he he was my horse. Like I was the guy. He was the guy that I was that I was cheering for. But in the end of this episode, kind of, it seems like it might backfire on me. Felix, right. your horse barely got out of the gate because it's only episode six of forty-six. So there you go. So you lost your money. You have to go home and tell your wife and kids. You lost the college savings. It's a big deal, right? So this episode ends because Yuriko and Mizuki are talking, and in the scene, I'm going to take off my headphones. I'm going to walk away. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. It's just, you just have to accept defeat sometimes. It's okay. Uh... So Yuriko and Mizuki are talking, and Yuriko mentions that after she had left the boys' room and talking to um, Uchi about their sort of failed but not quite failed date, Makoto texted her and said, listen, if you ever want to talk, I'm here, right? He was trying to present himself or at least I, in, you know in his mind maybe as oh like I can be here for you but it it was very obviously an attempt to just curry favor with Yuriko he was putting Uchi down because he said that Uchi didn't really have a great time on their date right that's what he told Yuriko yeah well I think that like uh not that he didn't have a good time that it's just Uchi that felt tense the entire time which Uchi tense. did say yeah. he did feel tense but not because that it was being it, not because like anything Yuri was doing Yuriko was doing it was just because he fucked up and he just felt tense during the entire date because of what he what ha- what he happened but I believe that Makoto was just wording it as in like he felt tense during the date because he wasn't enjoying the date which is I feel like how he was trying to swing it and then if you ever want to talk, oh, I'm here, I'm your pal, you can come talk to Makoto and we can go on a date, right? I mean, that that's what he was getting at there. So it was really, really <laughs> shitty of Makoto to do that. Oh, Why would God. you do that to someone who is, listen, they, they haven't known each other for that long, but I think it's safe to say that they are friends. So why would you, I mean, they're all friends, so why would you do that to the... I mean, all the guys are friends, all the women are friends. Why would you do that? Why would Makoto do that? 
there is no other viable I, explanation I mean, than he was why. trying to steal his thunder. Right, and that was it. And it was just a total, total asshole move on I know, Makoto's I just, part. I don't, like, I'm just going to wait until the later episodes, but, like, I'm ready to just pack it up and, like, move on. But it, I just feel so robbed. I yeah. feel so betrayed. Betrayed yeah. is a better word. Well, what do you expect from someone who didn't know what market price for seafood yeah, was? That was kind of stupid. All right. When they were, yeah, when it was like tap, Minori, and uh, uh, him. Yeah, that was kind of. Yeah. It's like, well, you see, like at the start of the day, <laughs> they they calculate the prices. Oh, God. That was. I know. You know, I try, not, I, I try not to be too hard on him for that because I was thinking about, I was like, there's got to be something that I either didn't know until very late in life or something that I had maybe assumed was one way and it's actually the other way. For example, up until like last month, I didn't know that many different kinds of dogs could breed with each other. What? I, you know, you, well, okay, listen. So you think about like a Rottweiler and like a Chihuahua. They could hypothetically have offspring but that's crazy to me it's like they're so different you know and i know there are like you know some hybrid dogs that are closer to each other but it kind of it doesn't matter right like unless like the female i I saw like a siberian husky and corgi mix yeah that's crazy yeah and i had no idea so like that's something like i'm sure people listen are like yeah jim you dumbass like is that kind of fucked up as a breeder though be like yeah come on you know you want like can you imagine yes it is it's (laughs) it it, it, it's very fucked up and i can imagine i mean if the female is like the smaller dog like that probably isn't as viable you know (laughs) just in terms of like size of the offspring right yeah so that's crazy. So I didn't know that. So, you know, there are some things, but I still, I just want to take issue with the not knowing what market price is, even if I was also an idiot for not knowing about different types of dogs I can breed. But Makoto, it was very shady. Yes, yes, what it he was. Did. It was very shady, and the only sort of light at the end of the tunnel we have is in our goddess Mizuki, who comes in and handles Power? it. You got a mouse in your pocket? My goddess. My <laughs> My, okay, okay, who comes in and yeah, handles it? Drill like just drills totally the shit out handles of him. it. Like just goes in and just tells him like, hey, like that wasn't fucking cool because the scene was is that Mizuki came into the room into the girls' room and and Yuriko was just on the verge of tears already. And, yeah, she wasn't and happy. Then, about then it, it kind of spilled. That spills the whole beans of. Uh, I keep saying spill the beans. God damn it! You're on Just, beans. I'm on boats. Uh, yeah, yeah so be- beans and boats. Jeez. So, uh, okay, is it too late to change the name of the podcast? Um. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 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 uh, yeah. So. Yuriko basically just says like you know the whole what happened what you know what Jim just recapped and Yuriko's like yeah I'm not having any of this Yuriko is my friend so it goes in like, Makoto and Yuriko actually says that like she's f- kind of iffy about Makoto lately like at that point yeah yeah that's so, right she said yeah she doesn't really know and so you kind of see between that and Mizuki just really taking what Yuriko said and I mean she draws that line and says you need to be careful do not cross this line and she's she's being very diplomatic about it too because she's like she well, it, it's like it, it could be because you like her or you were just trying to be a friend but just don't fucking do it like right just, you just don't like stay the fuck out of it and even in her talking to him she says you have to consider what others feel you know mm-hmm. it wasn't as aggressive as we're making it out to be, but the message was very direct. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she didn't bust the door down and say, listen, you're an asshole, you need to cut this out right now. She just says, you need to consider how your actions can be interpreted by other people. Like, this can't happen again. It's just how it, how it seemed to us. It seemed like, you know, she, like, drop-kicked the door and, like, came and, like, grabbed him by the shirt collar and threw him against the wall shit. Yeah, just but like all right, we're coming right close. We're coming close to time. Uh, okay. Is there anything else you want to highlight, or should we start wrapping up? Well, the larger issue, which I touched on both earlier this episode and in the previous episode, was just I'm always so aware of again the portrayal of women versus the men, and yes. you know the constant references to oh, it doesn't seem like they get along. 
I'm curious to see how that is moving forward because we see a very a very good example of yeah yeah you it know seemed, they seem to work the bonding right yeah. I mean we see Mizuki again kicking down the door you know defending Yuriko we didn't also mention though there was that scene where it was Minori and Mizuki um in the bathtub which probably was so awkward for the like, the film crew but do you remember that they yeah were, is yeah. that common in like is it a thing? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think I, I I'm I'm not gonna assume. I'm not gonna try to even pretend that I know. But either way, they were that was a bonding thing between them. Yeah. They were they were both uh, music. He was just like, hey, I noticed that y- you know you were have been hanging out more with the guys and like uh, you haven't been really getting along with us girls. And they talk it out, and it seems like it resolved pretty well, in my opinion. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. So it seemed like the women of the house have been bonding a lot more and unifying. And so now we'll see with the man because we saw a tap in Uchi that could have been a little bit of a contentious situation and talking Uchi about Yuriko. And, but and then what's that... going to happen with Uchi and Makoto? Exactly. Because now Uchi never, well, at least in this episode, we didn't see him find anything out, but I'm sure he's going to get word of this somehow and mm-hmm. it's probably not going to be great with Uchi and Makoto and we'll see Tap's role in this as well so there might be a little bit of maybe the tables turning a little bit we saw that the men all got along pretty well and the women it wasn't even that they didn't get along it was just that there wasn't really anything there we got bits and pieces of oh it doesn't seem like the women are close but now it seems like the women are getting much closer but now there are actual things for the men it's here's a serious problem Makoto is a dick yeah. How are they going to handle that moving forward now? So we'll see. So that brings us to our last segment of the show, where we pick an MVP and maybe an MVL also. Yes. Right? So uh, I'm going to start this week uh, because I feel betrayed and I must speak about it. <laughs> so my MVP of the week was going to be Makoto, but it ends up doesn't he might not seem to be that great of a guy. So my MVP changed from Makoto to Mizuki. I just really liked how... Mizuki, like with the date, that 10 out of 10 date, that like I'm pretty sure any of us would have loved to go on to that like awesome, that awesome place. And she just seemed very lively, but also at the end of episode six of how talking to Minori to making sure that, you know, Minori is included in the group uh, or like in the trio of women. And then also at the end uh, with talking to Makoto about how shitty of a thing that he did to Yuriko and Uchi. And if I may add two things about Mizuki, I mean, I could add a million things, really, if we had time. But she talks to Minori when they're all in the girls' room, and Minori says, no one sees me as a woman, or as a girl, right? Because she's talking about Makoto and how they were at the restaurant, and she felt like no one really saw her as a girl. And Mizuki said, well, that's not true. Mm -hmm. From our our point of view, referring to her and... Yuriko, it's obvious that Makoto likes you. And I think he definitely does see you as a girl. So she was very positive and very complimentary. She's a very positive reinforcement to the group. She's great. And she not only did that, but she does Yuriko's hair for her date. I mean, Mizuki went on this wonderful date with Uchi, you know, and then Mm -hmm. Yuriko's next in line and Mizuki does her hair. So for any of the hard feelings, and I wouldn't say that Mizuki, I never thought that she had any hard feelings toward Yuriko or Minori, you know, if Uchi wants to go out with them, then that's what he wants to do. But Mm -hmm. it just, it was a nice thing. You know, there was not that sense. And I, you know, I know I said earlier, you know, there was a little bit of, you know, that jealous vibe. But the more I think about it, you know, the, as the episodes went on, I didn't really get that much from her. And Mm -hmm. she just was a good friend. I mean, a good person and a good friend. Mm Mm-hmm. To all, you know, she's righting the wrongs by talking to Makoto. She's helping Yuri go out, you know, look nice for her date. She's reassuring Minori. I mean, she's awesome. She really liked Tap's dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, great day with Uchi. You know, she's just killing her right now, you yeah. know. And MVL's Makoto. So anyway, uh, like that's... Um, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else for that. Yeah, in closing. All right. Yeah, so I do have a stat correction <laughs> from okay. last week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So last week I was referring to those post-show shows. You know, all that stuff, you know, because Chris Hardwick doesn't do web soup anymore. So he has to, you know, keep some sort of gainful employment. So he did, or he does maybe, The Talking Dead. 
And I mentioned a show called Talking Bad, which yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought was fake, but a very, very observant listener told me that that actually was a show. Oh, it shit. was on during the last season of Breaking Bad. Yeah, but was it a show or is it just a single episode? It was a show. It was on after each episode oh, of the last season okay, of Breaking okay. Bad. Okay. Called Talking Bad. So I guess that that was in my head, even though I didn't right. watch Talking Bad. I love Breaking Bad. It's one of my favorite shows. But it did exist, and I talked myself out of thinking that it did. But actually, it does. So there you go. I'm still yeah. perfect. Okay. There you go. So all right, folks. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of Tourist House. Please join us next week for episode three, where we will be discussing episodes seven through nine of Terrace House. This is Felix. This is Jim. See you later.